Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking the smartest money moves to make and not make in your 20s and 30s.
Millennial Money with Shauna Compton-Gaines. It will expand your brain. So we're always trying to spice things up a little bit more here on the Millennial Money Podcast, and we have decided to go to a brand new podcast format, and hopefully you'll love this new format. We're going to be releasing two episodes a week on Mondays and Thursdays. So what we're going to be able to do with this format is dive deeper into episodes. The episodes will be a little bit longer. That will allow us to share more tips, share more stories, share more advice. Um, and I think, you know, have a lot more fun on the podcast we're also going to be having an Ask Shauna segment in each and every episode where I will be answering your questions, sharing your stories. So keep all of those amazing questions coming to me. I'm going to have a link in the show notes. If you have a question, there is absolutely no dumb question at all. If you have an amazing story of a goal you've achieved or even something you're struggling with, you know, please let me know. I would love to share all of that on the podcast because I think all of those things help connect us all and show that, you know, we all are a lot alike when we come to this money stuff. You know, we all have our pitfalls. We all have great achievements. We all have these goals. And at the end of the day, I think we're all just trying to figure out how to do this money thing together, right? Which is super tricky. And uh, I'm trying to lead you as, you know, I'm going through my own money journey as well. But that, that makes it a little bit more fun. And we're also launching our Sunday brunch email club. So Millennial Money here, we're just, we're more than just a podcast, right? We're about family. And each and every one of you mean so very much to us. Even if we don't know you personally, we more than appreciate you being a listener and sharing the podcast and being excited about, you know, talking about money and talking about life stories and, you know, hearing from a lot of the guests that we have on the podcast. So we want you to join us each weekend for our Sunday brunch email club, where we're going to share bonus episodes, stuff that you can't hear on the podcast money tips, life hacks, exclusive music drops from a lot of our guests, breakfast treats, and a whole lot of fun. So to sign up, again, I'll have a link in the show notes, but head on over to our website at the tippy top, enter your email address, and get ready for some fun in your inbox starting next Sunday, every single Sunday. Sunday is kind of one of those down days where, you know, we're trying to get everything accomplished and Monday is like, fast approaching uh, on us. And so we thought, you know what, let's just do a little something fun on Sunday and send you some extra inspiration so that you can, you know, uh, have a good kind of rest of your weekend. So we are going to dive into our brand new podcast format starting today, starting with our Ask Shauna segment. And this segment is all about online romance scams. And this was inspired by a story from Rebecca, a listener who wrote in to me, who actually had been a victim of an online romance scam and it cost her a ton of money. It says we're coming up on Valentine's Day. Did you know that the romance scam cost Americans more money than any other kind of internet fraud? Like, I'm talking $230 million in 2016. That is a 
huge number for romance scams. So I went to Sandra Bernardo at Experian to find out how we can protect ourselves from these romance scams. And if we find ourselves in one of these romance scams, how in the world do we get out of this? So, Sandra, uh, Valentine's Day is very, very close by. And while that is such a great holiday filled with, you know, a lot of sweets and uh, happy sentiments, it's also a time where, you know, we can really talk about romance scams. And that actually is a thing. Tell me a little bit about what you found of how consumers can protect themselves from these romance scams and also just what's happening out there. It definitely is a big issue. In fact, uh, it has grown since last year. According to the FBI, there were 15,000 romance scam complaints last year, which is a 20% increase over 2016. And Experian likes to uh, do outreach around this topic close to Valentine's Day, but certainly it is a year-round issue. But according to Match.com, the peak season for online dating is December 26th through Valentine's Day. So there definitely could be an increase in scams, obviously, because criminals know that more people will be online. Yeah. And how do these scams happen? So how do you know if you're, you know, in the middle of a scam? So generally, the scenario is these criminals will post a fake profile on dating sites. Uh, They will use fake photos and information, obviously. And the profile seems too good to be true. The person is very attractive and they have many great attributes. Then they'll start to befriend a different candidates online and try to start an online relationship and build up that then eventually they will unveil a scenario to their victim about uh, their need for money. Most of the times it's something like they need the money to actually come and visit them in person. So they'll usually be out of the city or out of state or even sometimes out of the country due to maybe a work obligation. And so then their excuse is that they'll need some money to actually come and see you. Another scenario could just be, uh, you know, they've had a very bad accident or they have a sick relative. In any case, they're always asking for the money to be sent to them uh, versus you actually buying, let's say, the airfare for them. Very interesting. So what can you do, you know, when you are uh, online dating or you're out there searching for profiles? How can you best protect yourself or Can you not from this type of scam? So a few tips we have is the first one, I'll call it be a tease. So keep personal information a little bit closer to your heart at first. Your profile shouldn't disclose too much personal information. And then as you're talking with the person over the phone or emailing, don't reveal too many things such as where you work or how much money you make. Certainly, you don't want to give out information about your children. So keep information uh, more personal until you get to know them better. The second thing you can do is research your suitor. Generally today, people have more than one online presence. So if you look on a search engine, see if you can find another profile, such as on a Facebook account or LinkedIn. If they don't have a profile, that could be a red flag. 
And then you can also search their photos. There's a function on search browsers where you actually can put in the photo and it will run a search to see if the photo pops up anywhere. Yeah, that that makes sense. So if you feel like you're in one of these romance scams, what sort of action should you take? So a couple of things that you can do if you suspect that you're being targeted or in fact you've become a victim is you can report it to local and federal law enforcement. You can also get assistance through the Identity Theft Resource Center, which is a national organization based in San Diego. And then certainly you should uh, check all of your financial accounts and your credit cards, et cetera, in case the victim has been able to get enough personal information from you to then actually steal your identity even further and maybe open new accounts in your name, such as a credit card. Right. So just stay on top of what's happening with your credit, stay on top of, you know, all of that and just make sure that you've safely secured yourself. Exactly. Check all of your financial accounts online and uh, maybe change your passwords and then also check your credit report. There you can see if there's been any new accounts opened, such as a credit card or any other type of a loan. Awesome. Well, those were amazing tips. Thank you so much for sharing this with all the listeners. And hopefully nobody uh, finds themselves prey to one of these romance scams. Yes. And thanks for having me. Uh, For more information about identity theft, consumers can go to our educational blog at experian.com slash education. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. 
And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy, workout-friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Finding new talent for your business can be so tough. It took us forever to find great team for millennial money. And if you're hiring for your business, trust me, every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying that the right people see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built this platform that finds the right job candidates for you. 
ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and then invites them to apply for your job. They make the job so easy. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidate is out there and ZipRecruiter is going to help you find them. And businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter with their hiring needs, if you're just starting out or if you have a growing business. But right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free, my favorite word. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mymoney. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mymoney. ZipRecruiter is honestly the smartest way to hire and the best decision we've made. So if your 20s is about eating avocado toast and your 30s is about what diaper genie to buy, although I'm not in my 20s, I do love avocado toast and I don't have a need for a diaper genie, but nonetheless, this podcast episode is for you. I'm actually going to be doing one about smart money moves to make in your 40s too because we have so many different generations listening on this podcast, which is really exciting. We even have... Uh, emails from a lot of times where we'll have, you know, a son or daughter and then their parent is listening and also like a grandparent is listening. I think that is so super cool. And that shows you that money is really universal and that this millennial thing is more of a mindset. It's not about you being a specific age, but it's about the way that you think about life and the way I think you think about your lifestyle and the goals that you want to achieve. All of that to me is is millennial, right? But if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard a lot of these smart money moves over and over and over again. But I know that I never make a decision once after hearing something just one time. I, I've got to hear things multiple times. And I think money is a lot like this. You know, it's, it's, it's sometimes why you've got to hear about a certain subject over and over and over again so that it sinks in differently, maybe. And a lot of times you're in a different phase of life. You know, life changes, we change, and our money situation changes. And I think, you know, maybe something that resonated with you a year ago, maybe now, you know, there's something new that's exciting to you. I just recently was reading this article written by Whitney Cummings. I don't know if you know who she is. She's a comedian and actress. She has a book coming out and she talked about money in this really interesting way. And I just had to share it with you because I thought, you know, this might put like a light bulb in in your situation. So she calls money freedom. She literally changed the word in her head from money to freedom. So anytime she's thinking about like investing in her 401k or paying off debt or, you know, even just spending money. She talked about even just now that she's making money, you know, she has to think more about how she spends money. And so she says to herself, like, well, how am I feeling today? Do I want to put more freedom in my 401k? Do I want to put freedom on my credit card to pay off debt? You know, do I want to spend my freedom today on a Starbucks latte. So she literally uses this vocabulary and it helps the frame of mind of changing money from a really negative thing, maybe that is, you know, for her attached with a lot of, you know, living without money, you know, and a little lot of hardship and and, and stuff like that and change it into something positive. And she, really she understood that money equals freedom and not that you have to have a lot of money, but 
that you have to be a really good uh, steward, if you were, or uh, I don't know the right word, but whatever you've been given, whatever source of money you have, just that you have to look out for it the best way possible. And for her, that means that money equals freedom. And so whatever she has or doesn't have, she's going to treat it as a means of freedom and try to use that to help her make really good, smart money decisions. I thought that was just such a like really cool, unique way to think about money. And it's why I like to tell you, you know, if you hate the word budget, well, just change the word, change it into something else, change it into something that's powerful for you. It doesn't have to be the same thing for, you know, every single person. But back to our money moves. I think, you know, the irony is that most money moves to make or not to make for that matter are really pretty similar no matter what your age is. But As your life and goals change, some of your money moves might change too. And I'm going to talk about this a little later on in the podcast, but I want you to think about something I call the happiness plan. So it's figuring out what you want your life to look like and then what are those smart money moves you need to make to fund that happiness plan. I think that's a much better way of looking at this than just thinking, okay, I've got to check all of these money moves off my list or the habit that we all get in is thinking then that you're not making progress or that you're you're not making smart money moves or that you're not succeeding you know all of those things that are negative emotion and when we put negative emotion around money a subject that is already full of stress and fear and doubt and frustration and all of those sorts of things it just you know, it's just, it's the reason why we don't want to do anything with our money. It's the reason why cycles continue to happen. It's the reason why we're frustrated, you know? And so it's anything we can do to turn talking about money or thinking about money or making decisions about money into something that is just somewhat positive, that gives us some sort of hope and empowerment and inspiration. And you're probably so tired of hearing me talk about saving for retirement. You're probably tired of reading articles. Certainly, if you've been watching the news lately in the U.S., the stock market has been all over the place lately. But the power of those matching funds, if you work for a company, are so incredibly valuable to you. That's a story that I just, I can't stop telling. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Starting in your 20s is always going to be best. But if you're in your 30s and you're just starting to contribute to your 401k at work and you're just starting to get those matching funds, start there. Start wherever you're at. I don't care if you're in your 40s or your 50s or your 60s listening to this podcast. It's never too late to just start. So I want to tell a little personal story. I think stories kind of help this come to life a little bit. So you you go, you know that I was married before. I've been divorced. It was uh, a time in my life where I lost almost every single asset that I owned. A really hard time. But when I was in my 20s, we were putting away cash in our 401k like mad people. We were just stuffing as much cash as we could. And in a really short period of time, we had well over $150,000 saved. And part of that was matching funds. Part of that was the company's 
matching what was put into the 401k. And that was with really kind of a moderate, aggressive investing, wasn't even with crazy investing. And I don't have a penny of that money anymore. (laughs) That was the price that I paid for uh, divorce. And also, my ex-husband had lost his job. And so we needed to use some of that 401k for income, which is not a situation that I ever advocate. It's not one that I ever want you to be in. But if you're in that situation and you have that money, it's a place to access money when you desperately need it. So, you know, it, it had its its worth. And had I not had that cash, it might have been really tough. When I was settling my divorce settlement, that was a negotiating piece for me to not have to pay alimony for a lot of years was to let him have that 401k. And so it's it's valuable. And as an entrepreneur, I have to work super, super hard at putting cash away and there's no matching funds available, right? So I, I'm my company, so I'm not matching anything. And truly, you know, if you have those matching funds available to you, use them, abuse them, make them work for you. That is one of the best benefits working for a company because it really truly is free money and it's a motivator for your you to at least put in as much as your match. So you know all the basics. You know managing your cash flow is really important. Getting a money system, super, super important. If you're in a relationship, it's even more critical that you have a money system in place so that you know how you're flowing money and that you can really more than that, bridge together two different personalities, two different styles of dealing with money. And one of my best tips, one of the smartest money moves, I think, if you're in a relationship is to set something I call the don't ask, don't tell limit. And this is really just an amount of money where if you want to spend over this amount of money, your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, you have to have a conversation with them about it. Because you know, for a lot of us, that could be $50, it could be $100, some people, it's $1,000. But there is a breaking point for most people where if your significant other went out and spent more than that dollar amount, you would probably freak out because you didn't have a conversation, you weren't consulted about it. All of those different things that bring up then all the tension in the relationship about money. So having that limit, just saying, hey, whatever that dollar amount is, We can spend under that within reason, of course. But the minute we start going over that, we need to at least have a conversation. It's a really good way to get rid of tension and fights in a relationship I have found. Um, And then other things, you know, making sure you aren't spending money on silly things like bank fees. There are a lot of banks that are still charging 5 to $20 a month on bank fees if you don't direct deposit your check, if you don't keep a certain minimum in your bank. And that is crazy because there are so many other banks out there right now that are amazing that do not charge you any bank fees. And you're just, you're literally throwing that money away every single month. So if you don't know if your bank charges you fees, make sure that you check your bank statement. And if you are being charged a fee, you know, ask them, what do I need to do so that I am not charged this silly fee? Because I have worked with people that have years and years and years of fees that they didn't even know they were paying. And, you know, it may seem small, like $10 a month, but I can pretty much guarantee you that there's a lot you could do with $10 a month. 
more than just give it to your bank who is already holding your money. It's just, it's crazy, you know, but they do it because they know that people don't follow the rules normally, or people don't ask the questions or people just pay it. It just comes out of the bank account. And, you know, that's how they make their money too. So as you can tell, that gets me like really fired up. Uh, And then also things like, are you maxing your savings in a high yield savings account? You know, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. We've had a ton of guests on the podcast about this, but saving your money in a bank account savings account is not going to cut it. You're not earning hardly any interest at all. You might as well have it in your checking account, but please don't do that because then you will probably spend it. High yield savings accounts. There are so many of them out there um, just off the top of my head. Ally Bank, Capital One 360, Synchrony, Discover has one, American Express has one. There are so many different high-yield savings accounts where it works the same way as your savings account, only you earn a lot more interest. And more money is just, it's always more money. You know, it doesn't have to come in millions of dollars. It can come in these little increments over time. And then all of those increments, if you redirect that money will go towards, you know, paying off debt or buying the stuff that you want or funding your happiness plan. I mean, it's just such a better way of of doing this. And it requires us like being, you know, getting our hands dirty in the mud a bit. You know how like, uh, you know, you let a dog, like especially a puppy go out and play and they just, they want to dig in the dirt. They want to get, you know, they're just digging all over the place. And So we need to be the same way, like have that same uh, inquisitive nature about our own finances, because I guarantee you, like you don't get up every day to go work hard so that you can pay all your bills and do the stuff you want in life. You don't do all of that. So then at the end of the day, you have less. You do all of that. So you have more, right? So it's just, you know, being smart about your money at any particular age is Doing a lot of these basics, you know, saving 5 to 20% of your income, which includes that company match if you're getting that. You know, all of those are the basics, the stuff that we should be doing. But when we get to the what not to do, you know, I, I think these things are a little bit more uh, kind of the touchy-feely side of money, which we don't talk about a lot, but it's not comparing yourself or your stuff. And I know that sounds really obvious, But it's super hard to do. And I fall into the trap all the time myself where I'm comparing something and I know it's not right to do it, but it gets me frustrated and it really like takes me off my own direction. And so, you know, don't do that sort of stuff. Don't settle for less at your job when you know you're worth more. Don't do that, especially if you're a female. Fight for what you're worth. You know, nobody is going to come up to you and say, hey, you know what? I want to give you a bigger title and I want to give you a 50% raise. Now, sometimes that happens, but the rarity is that doesn't happen. You have to go make your case. You have to go say, these are my skills. This is what I bring to the table. This is what I've done for this company. This is what I'm going to do on this project. This is why I'm worth it. And you have to literally fight for it. I mean, just recently this week, I was up for a contract and they tried to bait and switch me and they tried to lowball me afterwards. And I said, no, I would rather walk away from this than take this because I know that I'm worth more. And sure enough, three days later, they came back to me and said, okay, okay, we'll actually pay you a higher price, an even higher price than I had actually 
wanted in the beginning. So that's just proof that you have to fight for what you're worth, you know? Um, Other things not to do, don't think you can spend your money aimlessly and never figure out where it's going. You can't do that. I've tried to do that many, many times in my life, and I can guarantee you it doesn't work. You have to know where your money is going in order for you to redirect any of it in a more positive way. And then also don't think you're immune from getting sick or losing your job, whether in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. The comfy factor of life with money in particular is really what can can get us in trouble. You know, thinking that we're untouchable. Uh, a lot of times people think, you know what, I don't need health insurance because I haven't gone to the doctor in the last couple of years. That's the wrong way to think because all you need is like one thing to happen to you where you get in an accident or you get some sort of crazy sickness or illness or even just the flu. I mean, how many of us have gotten the flu If uh, Jeff and I both got the flu, unfortunately, this year, and if we didn't have health insurance, it would have cost us a ton of money. Well, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous, you know? So so don't get in the habit of thinking that nothing's going to happen to you because that that is a scary place to be, especially if you're on the rise of your income and your income's getting better. I think the comfy factor tends to set in and it's like, wow, I mean, everything's on the up. Everything's going good. And I don't want to project on you that something bad's going to happen because I definitely don't want to do that. But I'm just saying like, you know, we have to be prepared, right? So I live in Los Angeles and we have earthquakes and I hate them. And I'm a big baby when there's an earthquake and I freak out And I cannot sleep straight for like a few nights. I'm just, I'm terrible with them. I don't know what it is. I'm just, there's something really scary about the earth shaking underneath you, right? Um, Now, Jeff is comfortable with them. You know, he, it doesn't seem to bother him when an earthquake happens. And, you know, he comes running after me if we're in a different room because he knows I'm just, I freak, I lose my mind, you know? And if, if I'm alone in the house, I'm just, terrorized. Uh, I literally will just like run outside. I'll just run outside. I don't care what time of day it is. There's just something about being outside to me that's comforting. But anyway, the point is like we have to have preparedness kits here because if, if you know, an earthquake comes, we don't know when one will come. But, you know, we need water. We need some supplies. We need flashlights. We keep shoes under our beds. You know, all of those things we have to do here because we live in, you know, an earthquake zone. So the same thing with your money, you know, not that you think something bad's going to happen necessarily, but you have to be prepared as well. And that's part of being smart and making smart money moves is figuring out those areas of your life where maybe there's some exposure that, you know, you need to clean up a little bit. You know, if you don't have, um, if you don't have homeowners insurance or you don't have uh, renters insurance, things like that, those are really important. Those are inexpensive risks to take care of. But if you were to have a robbery or something else happened to your place, you know, that could be financially hard for you. So I think your 20s should really be about building, right? It's about building your career, building your 401k and other retirement, at least up to the match amount building those goals and that life vision for your life, building your your base, right? right, Building a foundation underneath you. And then 20s is really just a setup for your 30s and 40s. But 
it can also be a lifesaver if you want to make career changes down the line. You know, like the story I shared to you about saving in the 20s all of that money in a 401k, well, you know, that won't help me in retirement, but it helped me get out of some really sticky situations in my early 30s. So I was like really fortunate that I had that. So, you know, uh, not again, not necessarily that you'll need to, to use those things, but those things set you up then for being able to say like, hey, I'm 40 and I no longer want to work at this job. I want to totally change career paths. Well, cool. You got some cash there, some cash to fund that change. That will help you like breathe so much easier, you know? And then I think your 30s is about building, continuing to build and and also adding in you know, protecting the risk. So protecting your family, maybe that's with life insurance, you know, term insurance is really cheap. There are some great places you can get easy term insurance online, Policy Genius, Haven Life Insurance, super uh, easy, super, super affordable. But, you know, protecting that risk of your family, if something was to happen to you and they were to lose your income is a really big deal, not just for like a year. Think about if something happened to you and your family or your wife or your spouse, whoever it may be, lost your income for like 30 years. I mean, that could be like a really sizable amount of money. And it's so cheap that it just, it feels ridiculous not to do. Maybe you have access to disability insurance at, at work. You know, protecting your income is one of the smartest money moves you can make because without your income, you can't pay for all the stuff that you need to pay, right? So if something physically was to happen to you where you weren't able to work, you weren't able to continue on with your job, where is that money going to come from, you know? And so many people are negative about insurance, but I have seen insurance save so many people in so many situations that I can't shut up about it. I think in the right situation, it's definitely worth spending some cash on it. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive, but it's, it's securing a, a risk that you have exposure to, you know, your thirties is also a good time to think about, you know, not great things, but like a will or an advanced healthcare directive so that if something was to happen to you, People know your wishes. They know what you want done. 30s is also about like, hey, can you save more money? Can you save more money for retirement? Can you challenge yourself to get close to that that max in retirement? In 2018, it's 18,500. You know, can you get yourself close to that? Can you put yourself in a position where you're managing your expenses so that you can put all that money into retirement and really soup that thing up? And then, you know, can you diversify your cash? Maybe it's buying a house. You know, buying a house in your 20s is a great money move too if if it makes sense to you. It's not a good decision for every single person. You know, this is where the individual thinking and the individual um, sort of theory around money comes in. You know, I think we're, we're so used to having a checklist of all the things that we have to do and... That checklist just doesn't always make sense. And so I I think it's really about, again, understanding that the smartest money moves to make or not make for that reason, there's no exact order to do things in life. I mean, that would be boring for all of us, right? Can you imagine if we all 
looked exactly the same. And so I think, you know, not getting in the trap of thinking that everything happens has to happen in a sequence, right? So you, you go to college and then you get a job and then you get married and then you have a house and then you have kids and then you retire and then you die. I mean, that to me is a boring sequence for all of us to have that in that exact order. And yours doesn't have to look like that. Yours can be all over the place. And that's really where the idea of the happiness plan comes in. What do you want your life to look like? Throw out stuff, right? Throw out stuff you want to buy. Um, some of that matters, but but more than often we think that stuff will equal happy. I mean, really think about like what does happiness look like for your life? And then the goal is to figure out what are those smart money moves you need to make to fund that happiness plan both now and in the future. What are you not doing? You know, what what isn't working for you? What is working for you? And maybe you can go further into that. You know, maybe you're already great at saving money. Maybe you have no debt. Maybe you've already bought your first house. Maybe you're on to buying your second property. All of those things are great. But on the other side, maybe what are you not doing? Are there risks you're not securing? You know, maybe you're just starting out in your career and maybe you're a little bit timid about about starting to invest. You know, just dip your toe in the water, invest up to that match, you know, or even just think about the basic things. Do you know what you're spending your money on every month? You know, all of us say, oh, well, yeah, of course I know what I'm spending my money on. I'm spending my money. I'm buying this, I'm buying that. But I guarantee you when you actually do a really quick analysis of what you're spending your money on, it will blow your mind. And, you know, I think that if you can think about that in the terms of what Whitney Cummings was talking about, you know, about money being freedom. And so changing that dialogue of, I am diving into what I'm spending my money on because that is my freedom. That gives me options in life. That gives me stuff to do. You can rewire that negative in your head to something super positive. And I think it will totally revolutionize how you're thinking about money, the different decisions you're making, and hopefully start to change a little bit of your happiness plan so that at the end of the day, your life looks like what you want it to look like, not what somebody else's looks like, you know? It's your own vision, and you're going to have stumbling blocks. You're going to have stuff that gets in the way. You're maybe not going to achieve everything in the exact timeline you want to, but that's cool. As long as you got the idea of the happiness plan and what you're working towards, then you can bring all of these smart money moves alongside. So again, thanks so much for uh, being part of this podcast, for supporting us on this new podcast format. You can go to the link in the show notes. I will have a link directly for you to sign up to the Sunday brunch email club. Would love to have you involved with all the exclusive stuff that we're going to be sending out every single Sunday. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, hey, do me a favor, share it with your friends, shout it out on social media, and head on over to that link in our show notes and leave us a five-star review.